Hello, I'm Andrea McGovern. I'm the Associate Director of Student Support for the MBCHB course, but particularly years three, four, five and transition to foundation year one course. Um, I'm also the Senior Teaching Fellow in Communication Skills and I'm based in the Leeds Institute of Medical Education um, at the University of Leeds. I've been working with humans of healthcare um, for quite a while now and when we thought we would do the reflective rambles um, and have different threads we came up with the burnout thread which we thought might be quite useful and I thought I would just offer two models that I use both for myself in my personal and professional life but also when working with students and I've shared them with personal tutors on the course as well for uh, them to use <clears throat> and it's it's been proving quite popular and helpful um, so I thought I'd just say a few words about them. The first model um, I wanted to uh, suggest is called the three systems model and this was developed by a psychologist, evolutionary psychologist called Dr Gilbert and he published a book in 2009 called The Compassionate Mind, A New Approach to Life's Challenges and that was published by Constable and Robinson Limited in London. I think it's worth a good look at that book. I really like it and I really like his work. I'm quite a fan. In that, he proposed this three systems model and said that there are three main emotional regulation systems that work together in the human brain. There's the drive system, the threat system and the soothing system. And normally these all work, but we can find ourselves in a state of distress if there's an imbalance of these three systems, most notably if the soothing system uh, is underdeveloped. And that can lead to us having all sorts of uh, mental health problems and a lot of anxiety. Um, so if I talk you through what each of the three systems are, according to his model, there's the drive system. And I mean, that can be really useful because it's what helps us to, you know, it's where our ambition is. It helps us achieve our goals, uh, get tasks done um, and manage busy lives. Um, there is also the threat system. Again, that can be really useful because it helps to keep us safe. It keeps us alert to the dangers that might be around us. Um, it's survival um, and um, it, it's part of the brain that helps us to seek out safety. The problem if we are feeding those two centres more than the soothing centre is that um, we can start to feel literally under attack and anxious and worried and can, we can start to struggle. Uh, and what Paul Gilbert suggests is that because these are in all parts of our brain that developed a long time ago when the world was a very different place, when we were living outdoors, when we were more vulnerable, um, if we couldn't scavenge and hunt food, we wouldn't survive, um, where we might be attacked by wild animals. 
those very much had their place. In modern day living, our bodies, our brains can still react as though the dangers are as great as that. Um, but really, that's not always appropriate for the lives most of us, most of us live now. Um, and what doesn't get nurtured is that third centre of emotional regulation, which is the soothing system that just allows us to calm down a bit, take life a bit slower, to get rest, to digest our food, to feel safe, to feel nurtured, to feel cared for. And that's why I think, you know, um, activities such as uh, mindfulness or meditation, taking some time out, that's why they're useful because they feed that soothing system that's so often ignored. You could do a little exercise where you draw the three circles for the drive, the soothing and the threat systems. And if you think about where most of your energies are going right now, and alter the size of the circles accordingly. So you're not doing a lot for the soothing system, but a smaller circle. If you're on high alert and lots of deadlines, the other two centres might be bigger. Um, and it's interesting to put it on a piece of paper, maybe date it. And then once you've done some work on nurturing that soothing system, come back in a month's time, draw some more circles, see how they, co how they compare. So what are some of the things that we could do about the soothing system? Well, I think a useful uh, second model uh, to consider then is the five ways to well-being. And you might be a bit more familiar with that one than the first. And that was produced um, uh, in 2008 by the new Economics Foundation, the NEF. And the government uh, tasked a group to come up with evidence-based actions that would improve personal well-being. And these are the five activities that they came up with. And I find that if I try and do a little bit of one each of one of these five activities in a day and try and sustain that, then for me, I think that helps to avoid burnout. And that certainly helps to keep me... Um, a little bit more uh, balanced and in a positive frame of mind and fitter and healthier too, mentally and physically. Um, so what are these five ways to well-being? Well, one is connect, um, and that means um, connecting with others. Um, so making sure you write that letter, you send that email, you just have a chat, you arrange a time to pick up the phone or meet a friend for a coffee. Um, or you join a group that you enjoy whether it's a book club or or some other interest you know sports team maybe but that connecting with other human beings is really a really important part of our well-being uh, and worth taking time to do the second um, activity is actually to be active so building in some time just to go for a walk at lunchtime or going for a run, uh, maybe you cycle to work sometimes. You can find time in the week to go for a swim or maybe do a workout at home or in the gym. But, but keeping physically active um, and building that in as a regular part of your life is really important. The third activity is around keep learning. So keep challenging our brains, keep learning new, um, new tasks and facts and different ways of thinking and problem solving and that also helps to keep as well. Giving to others uh, is the fourth 
um, fourth task really that, that, that we try to do each day. So you might have heard more about, you know, acts of random kindness or keeping a gratitude jar or um, pay it forward at the coffee shop, um, somebody that can't afford a drink, um, or getting involved with some charity work or a community-based project. So giving to others with absolutely no wish or expectation for it to further your career or get recognition or thanks from um, is a really important part of keeping well. And the last, um, the last part of this is around taking notice. So I guess that's having a more mindful approach. You know, we all try, we've got busy lives and we all, you know, often go, oh, yeah, we're multitasking. But actually, people are starting to challenge that notion of multitasking now and just say, we're just doing a lot of little jobs and a little task, not very well. So it's better to take the time and focus on one task at a time. But it's also about noticing what's around us and I guess grounding ourselves. I mean, you'll have heard of grounding exercises as well. So noticing the sky on that walk or that drive um, or just taking the time to sort of, I'm just making a cup of tea. I'm not going to be checking me emails, listening to my phone. I'm not going to be doing anything else. I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing right here and now in the moment. So I hope those five ways to well-being give you a bit of food for thought and, and will start to help you do a little bit more in terms of nurturing that soothing system. Thank you. If you feel affected by the discussions on our podcast, or if ever in the future become affected, we advise you to visit the University of Leeds Mental Health Support Area or contact your GP for further support. You can also contact student support through us, humansofhealthcare at leeds.ac.uk. And please be aware that Humans of Healthcare is not a substitute for professional counselling support. Humans of Healthcare may give information or guidance that could bring about positive change. You can follow us on Facebook, that's Humans of Healthcare Leads Podcast, or find us on Instagram, Humans of Healthcare Podcast. We're also on Twitter, at Humans of Health P. We are looking to get more students and staff involved on the show to talk about their experiences. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please submit bullet point key messages of your story to humansofhealthcare@leeds.ac.uk. This show was recorded and edited by Phil Folks and Dan Myers in MTC Studios. Remember, we are not superheroes. We are humans.